If God would have said, wow, it's dark, he'd have got more dark. He didn't want dark. He wanted light. So he called for what he wanted. And he got it. You can do the same thing. God's original intent was this earth would be governed by words. It would be word activated. Adam was to control the world as the governor by his words. Our words are equally important today as Adam's word was then. But we have to renew our mind to this particular subject. We have to become acquainted with the value. We have to become acquainted with how does it work. Remember we said this should be the motto of the believer, calling those things that be not as though they were. Do you un- that's not double talk. Do you understand what that means? You should understand what that means at this point. You don't go any farther till you understand what that means. You have to call things that are not as though they were. What does that mean? That, mean any, that means anything that isn't, you can make it a is. By your words. But here's, here, here's all kind of side issues. You have to believe in your words. You have to believe that those things that you say shall come to pass. Because simply because you say them. Not because God instructed you to say them, but because you said them. It's your life. You govern it by your words. There are certain things in your life that they need their name changed. (laughs) Because continue to call them by their present name won't bless you at all. It will bring more curse into your life, more darkness, more problems, more hurt more sickness, that you have to change the name of it. You stay with me this morning. This requires a new way of thinking and understanding. Because of spiritual laws, whatever you say is what you receive. You need to know this. So today, inventory your life, Whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, you did it. Not God. You did it. Your past vocabulary has got you to where you are today. If you're not happy with where you are today, the only way that you can advance is through your vocabulary. Now, before you can advance through your vocabulary, you've got to renew your ever-loving mind. You've got to get your mind in agreement with you. If you don't, your mind will always trip you up because it always has a better idea. And that better idea is grounded in something 
that you taught it a long time ago, whether in whether intentionally or unintentionally. A lot of the things that we were taught are unintentionally taught when we're children. Music teaches. Music teaches a lot of ungodly precepts that we receive and we believe and we start acting on, and music taught it. Now, once, once the precept is received, whether it's right or wrong makes no difference, once that precept is received, that precept will govern your life. And precepts are built in a little at the time, a line upon line, precept upon precept. They're built into you, into your mind. And then they start governing. That's their job. If you keep saying whatever the situation is in your life, you keep getting the same situation, it doesn't change. Why? Because of what you're saying This can't change anything that must or needs changing. Continually repeating it. The way you change it is to find out what you want, rename the situation that, and start calling it by that name. Everything. Okay. Now, I said this the other day, but I want to say it again because I like it. You got to get kinked. C-A-N apostrophe T out of your vocabulary. That will stop you cold. Because see, those are words that are powerful. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. I cannot do it. Well, you you just instill something major supernatural powerful in your life that you don't want because now you can't because why because you said you couldn't and your words are more important and more powerful to you than any other words you said you couldn't now you can't even though you want to you can't Romans 4.17, this is where we find this scripture. As it is written, I've made you the father of many nations before him who believed even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. That's how God works. <clears throat> and I don't, I'm not going to go into the details, but you have it right there in the beginning of Genesis. When it was dark, God called what he wanted, not what he had. If God would have said, wow, it's dark, he'd have got more dark. He didn't want dark. He wanted light. So he called for what he wanted, and he got it. You can do the same thing. To change it. You have to rename it to something else. Not what you have, but what what you want. So if you have sickness and you keep saying, I'm sick, 
or naming a sickness like arthritis or joint pain or all the names. How are you supposed to change sickness? How are you supposed to change that for healing? Oh, you pray to God. You call it my arthritis, but you pray for God to heal it. And it doesn't happen. Wonder why? Because he's not going to override that. The majority of people in the world who are sick are sick because they called it into themselves. They listen and they hear these things. And they're built into them line upon line upon line. The ungodly message go out, goes out. And it's built into them in their mind. Not in their spirit. In their mind. Their mind is so powerful, their mind can call it in and keep it. How are you supposed to change sickness for, for healing? You're not saying that... We're not saying that sickness or pain is not real. That's not what I'm saying at all. It is real. Okay, but you have to understand the realness of it. It's real. The pain's real. You feel it. It's real. The reality is that it has no business being there. But it shows up. And if you don't know how to rebuke it and you don't know how to break its power, it stays. And it gets stronger, and it gets stronger, and it gets stronger. The stronger it gets, the long, the stronger it gets, the longer it stays, the harder it is to get rid of. The adage is still the same. When's the best time to kill an oak tree? When it first pops up through the ground, you can just take two fingers and pop it. Wait 20 years and bring a crew. This is the same. Principle's the same. Listen, how are you supposed to change healing for sickness? We're not saying that pain or sickness isn't real. We're we're not denying that they exist in your body. But we are denying the right for it to be there because of what? Redemption. Redemption denies its right. Redemption and the stripes of Jesus removes their authority to function in your body. Collier. Is Collier here? What's What's that name I keep asking? What's that situation I keep asking you to tell me what the name is? Who? Intro? Entropy. Yeah, okay. Well, I couldn't. Have you ever tried to look up something when you couldn't spell it? And my brilliant computer would give me all kinds of things, but it never gave me that. But I knew what I was looking for, because this is what's happening. Chaos automatically happens. That's part of the fall. But chaos shouldn't happen in our lives because we've been redeemed from the fall. Remember we went through all that thing about how you can arrange your garage and clean it up and have it 
spit shine and spick and span, and then and you don't have to do anything, and it will change and go back to disruption. Somehow, nobody puts what nobody puts the bucket where it's supposed to be. Nobody hangs the hose up. Nobody puts this. Nobody does that. Everybody's in a hurry. That's me. I'm in a hurry. I just leave it. I'll get it later. <laughs> and later never happens. But I'm th- that's how I think. I'm wired that way. And my bride for 50 years has been trying to unwire me. She's done a wonderful job. I, I told her the other day, I said, let me tell you your accomplishment. Used to. How many of you, when you open your refrigerator, it looks like a two-year-old placed everything in there? Huh? Anybody? Anybody? The labels are never face front. The labels are never squared up. They're just, the mayonnaise jar just in there, and the ketchup is just in there, and the mustard's just in never they just... That's the way I used to be. That was my life, and I didn't mind that. I knew where the, I knew what it was. It didn't bother me that it, the label was turned backwards or set aside. My bride can't take that. Uh, it does something. It creates a lot of strife and correction and whatever. So, after hearing. First of all, it was a shock to even recognize that it was all jumbled. Then I recognized it, and she said, you see that? I said, I had to admit it. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm not blind. I said, yeah, I see it. What about it? That's not the way it's supposed to be. Okay, that's true, because that is disorder. Okay? Now, listen. You start allowing a little disorder here and a little disorder there and a little disorder here, and pretty soon your life is full of disorder. And you have difficulty accomplishing tasks because you don't realize what that disorder is doing to you up here. It's messing with your mind. It's nagging at you, and you take Tylenol for it. All you got to do is straighten up the labels. (laughs) So... I said, wow. So I started rotating them, putting them like they should. I was a stock boy for two days at a grocery store. I know how to label, put everything front, pull it all to the front, dust and clean it. Yeah, two days I lasted. Then I found a better job, paid more money for less work, which is supposed to be the godly way. But anyway. (laughs) Um I started changing it. And then it became habitual. And now I told her I can be in the pantry and, and move something and put it back out of focus. And before I get to the door, I have to go back. I must go back and put it back in order. <laughs> So all of her um, instruction hasn't gone to waste. Now, if we could just, you know, 
get that over into some other areas, but we're working on it, you know. I'm not, I'm not resisting. I just <laughs> There's some things that people misunderstand. Getting more instruction, <laughs> get it, getting more instruction is not resisting. It's getting more instruction. Because over the years, I found out that if you go off half-cocked, you're in trouble. Because when you get through with the task, you ain't through with the task. And I'm a get-through person. I don't feel good till I'm through. And so when I got through and I wasn't through, that upsets me. Really. And so you have to pay attention so you don't live upset. I'm just telling like I is. I'm not telling like it used to be. I'm telling it like it is. Okay. Uh, we're not saying that sickness and disease isn't real. We're not saying it doesn't exist. We're just saying it doesn't have a right to exist because of redemption. There's no authority to attach itself to our bodies, okay? At your command, it has to leave just because you say so in the name of Jesus. Now, you do not look or feel to see if it left or if it obeyed you because that immediately puts you into another realm You must know that it has based upon your understanding of who you are, the authority of your word, because doing this, looking to see and feel, will move you into the sense realm, the realm of looking and feeling. The faith realm is the realm of knowing. To enter into the realm of faith and knowing, we must renew our minds. An unrenewed mind is having trouble with faith. People who come to this church who do not renew their minds have trouble with this church because this church is based upon faith. And over a period of time, the the answer is renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind, I can read your future. You won't last. It's going to bite you. It's going to hurt you. Why? It's a mental thing. Faith has a different mindset than senses. You have to change your mind to correspond with faith. Get it out of the sense realm because it won't work. See, God says... Over in Isaiah, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Don't be guilty of trying to drag God down to your thoughts. Get your thoughts up, up to God's thoughts and God's ways. It's not hard to do. It's doable. If it wasn't, God wouldn't require it if it wasn't doable. Okay? So listen, Isaiah 8.20, in Isaiah 8.20 says, uh, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. 
And that's what happens here at this church. They get no light in them because they do not pay attention. The people don't, do not pay attention. And they don't recognize that the Word requires light in them. Do you want me to do that again? The Word of God requires there be light in you. So you can comprehend what the Word's saying to you, and you can be led by the Holy Ghost, and you can be led by the Spirit. Okay? Suppose you have poverty and lack. How do you change poverty or lack in your life? For abundance. Isaiah 28, verses 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk. Not baby Christians, okay? That's what he's saying. And drawn from the breast. People that have advanced some, okay? Baby Christians get a pass right here. But here's where it gets, here's where it goes. Verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. That's how it's built into your mind. Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto God, and he will have mercy upon him and be, our, and be our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, here we go, verse 8, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Don't fight that. Agree with that. Don't push back on that. Get in line with that. That's great. That's where I want to be. Old concepts come into our minds just like they leave, line upon line. These came to us from various sources, friends, family, church, music. But if they challenge the Word of God, they have to go. Now, you must regulate the input now You must regulate the input into your mind by using the Word of God as your source and your mind cleaning process. Here we go. Give your mind cleaning process instruction, 2 Corinthians 10.5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If there's going to be any transformation in any area of your life, your mind first must be cleared and cleansed of the unscriptural principles and to be reprogrammed to line up with God's original intention from the Scriptures. Remember, if there's going to be a change in your thinking in an area of prosperity, you have to participate in the process. It's not a singular thing. It's a requirement. Lay hold to this fact 
The battle is in your mind. Suppose you have debt. How do you change debt for debt-free? Do you know how you do that? You have to, first of all, you got to recognize it, and then you got to want to do something about it. Did you know you can sow against it? And you continue, and you don't quit, and you don't give up, you don't faint. You win. But there's a difference between debt-free and managed debt. Debt should be managed, but only to the degree to be eliminated. These things have to be spoken to by you. These are the things that, these are just some of the things that have to be spoken to by you. Poverty, sickness, debt, storms, destructive powers, things that come into your life to disrupt it. We do not say, now what am I going to do? Why me? I can't make it. Yes, you can. All things are possible to those who believe and keep their mouths shut and renew their minds. That's the requirement. Keep your mouth shut and renew your mind. 